Welcome to season two of the Testimony Service Podcast, brought to you by Engage. Engage is a brand I started at the end of last year to serve as a reminder for us to engage with God, to actually cultivate a personal relationship with Him, and then to engage others, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to those around us. And one of the ways we engage others is through our testimonies. Today is a special day. I have my dear friend who will share her testimony in just a moment. She also has a testimony podcast called His Word, and today marks one year since her first episode. So I have to take a moment to congratulate her. Natasia, you already know this, but I'm putting it on record. I'm so proud of you and all that you have accomplished in such a short amount of time. Your growth and your work ethic inspire me. And I know that God has crazy blessings for you and for the His Word brand. So I celebrate you on today. All right, all right, all right. Now, for what y'all actually came for, here's episode 205, Setbacks and Setups, with my girl, Natasia Brown. Okay, hi. My name is Natasia Brown. I'm from England, and I'm currently in law school. So um, my testimony is about how God found me and how he's now changing my whole life. So everything started when I was at school. So at school, I had this passion for helping people, this passion um, for law. And I'm not sure where it even came from. Like, I don't have anybody in my household who isn't like any career, which is, you know, of any importance, I guess. So I weren't sure where this passion for law came from, this passion for wanting to be higher than where I was. You know, I, I was brought up in Jamaica. And I came to England when I was five. So I come from poverty. Growing up here in, in England was quite hard for me because I had like a speech impairment and I would get picked on quite a lot at school. So initially I was in London and then I moved all the way from there to Coventry because my parents thought that it would be easier and more affordable if we lived in Coventry. Now in London, I was happy. I was fine. I was, you know, on board everything was fine. I went to all um, girls' school, so I was good. But then in commentary, I went to a mixed school, and that's when problems started. I realized that girls are a lot more cheeky in a mixed school. So I was in this school now, and there was this girl, and for some reason, she just hated me. And I, I just always think, like, God, why does this girl hate me so much? She picked on me. She got all her friends to kind of, like, pick on me and I loved PE I loved PE so much and I remember one time we had like trampolining and I loved trampolining and I was on there and I could just hear my name and I was thinking I don't understand like I wasn't even able to even do anything in that course because everyone there was just staring at me and just making me feel uncomfortable throughout school days she made everything for me hell I remember this day as clear as day she approached me and she accused me of being into her guy right now this wasn't even her guy like why are you claiming a guy that's not even yours it doesn't make any sense you and him aren't dating no more number one and number two I'm not interested in this guy I don't even know about guys I went to an all girls school who is a guy you know so I left school and then out of nowhere like I'm going home now and then I just see a crowd of people following me I'm like, mom, I can't even talk. I was like, mom, like, I'm 
coming home from school, but these girls are here and they're trying to, you know, they're all there, shouting all kinds of like beefs at me. So now my mum comes over and then she's like, leave her alone. But obviously she's speaking in our tongue, right? She's like, leave her alone, leave her alone. But then out of nowhere, like I went home and I thought, you know, I'm home now, all is well. And then the, the next day I went into school and the head teacher approaches me and she's like, I was told that your mum has told these girls that she had a gun and that she was planning to shoot them. And I'm like, what? You are playing on this stereotype that because I'm from Jamaica and because my mum came out angry, because of course she'll be angry, you know, you're playing on this, um, on this whole thing. And now, obviously, I was the only person there on like my own account. So I wasn't really able to have anybody who was able to say, you know, what is a lie? This isn't true. So anyway, now, like school finished. And then I was on my way home. But then I was told that I wasn't able to go home. And I was like, why is that? And then my mom came into school. And then I was like, okay, mom, why are you here? You know, I'm going home on my own. Like normally I, I go home on my own. And the head teacher told me that, the reason why I can't go home is, is because there's police surrounding the area. And I was like, okay, why is that? And then I was told that the um, girls who tried to follow me home got their uncles, their cousins to kind of like follow my mum from our home into school. So on that day, I went home in a um, police van, the first time ever. And of course, I was thinking to myself, okay, I've now moved away from London I was happy there. I had friends there. I was, in, I was good, you know, like in school. I was always in the um, library. I was doing really well. But then I, like after this, um, this whole thing happened, I realized I kind of had to have like tough skin. Although I was who I was, I had to kind of like change because of, of these girls, of my environment. Like in school, I wasn't able to um, focus anymore. I had to, like every single day, it was an argument. Every single day, it was a fight. Every single day, it was a person speaking about me and I was thinking why is this like I haven't done anything wrong I've just came into a new school I don't know anyone here and these people are just attacking me anyway this happened for years happened for years and then I remember one time um so my family we are Christians but we aren't Christians if that makes any sense like okay since coming to Christ properly yeah I've noticed that I can't really say I was a Christian because I wasn't in church I wasn't praying I wasn't doing anything of God you know so how can I say I was a Christian so although my um, parents um read Psalms 23 every other night or whatever we weren't really Christians yeah so I remember one time I don't know why but I was just like a lot was happening at the time I was at home and I was just home alone at the time because my parents weren't really at home much like we had two houses so I was kind of like on my own at the other house with my older brother, like my sister, she um, moved out. And I don't know, I was just having it hard at school. Like everything was just hard for me. I had counselling because of my parents, you know, they would always fight and argue. I had counselling because I would just find it hard at school because everyone, everyone was just always attacking me. So I remember like one time I was at home and I saw a window and I was so close like I approached it and I had all these things in my head telling me you know what it would be good if I jumped right and I thought okay cool 
you know, what am I even here for? Like, I don't really have anyone that I can really rely on. I don't really have anyone that I can speak to. You know, school is really, really hard right now for me. Everyone keeps attacking me. Like, every day at school, someone wants to approach me or to try and argue with me, try and make out that I had this bad character. So obviously the um, teachers already had an image of me in their minds. I just didn't feel like anything was happening for me. Like I had this big passion for law, but then having like a speech impairment, it it made things 10 times harder because I wasn't really someone who was confident to speak in class. I wasn't a person who was confident. I I don't know. I I lost everything. I lost all my confidence since moving to Coventry. So I was just at this like window and I was so close to jump. Like I was so close to um, taking my own life. But then I looked out the window and I saw a police officer and I thought, okay, even if I try to kill myself, he's there, you know, he's there and it won't really happen anyway. So I don't know what happened that night, but I think I was just like sat there on the floor and I just cried. I cried and cried and cried. I didn't tell anyone because again, as I told you before, I didn't really have anyone to speak to. Anyway, fast forward or whatever, finished school. I applied for university to obviously do law. They told me that I wasn't able to go because my parents didn't sort out my own paperwork, right? So I arrived here in England at the age of five. My parents had all that time to sort out my paperwork. They had all that time to kind of like put things in place to help me, you know? And again, no no one in my household has ever been to uni no one's ever like had anything amazing you know so I thought okay cool I'm just in a cycle of failure really because no one's been to uni no one has any kind of like aspirations no one has anything happening for them you know and I wanted to kind of like change that I thought you know what I can't allow this to kind of hold me back I have plans I have dreams to be an international human rights lawyer this is what I want to do so for a whole year I worked as a chef I learned how to cook and I saved up for my application to go to uni obviously I thought you know what am I even here trying to um, work to you know have this aspiration have this career if everything is just working against me you know so I remember one time um, I went to church I don't think I've been to church in years at this point but I went and my pastor told me that he saw me as like a white bird and then he saw me surrounded by all these other crows like really really the dark birds you know and they were all trying to attack me and I thought okay you told me this information what happens now you know he didn't really tell me what I was meant to do he didn't really tell me how to pray he didn't really tell me how to do anything so I think it kind of like started from this point where I was just interested in what you know it meant to have a person like speak over you in your life and tell you these things so after um a year passed I, I went to uni a lot happened at uni. I met people that I was not supposed to meet. I was involved in things that I was not supposed to be involved in. And then at the end of 2018, me and my partner um, had a split. I planned to stay in London to continue my education. But then after we broke up, I thought, you know what, it's time to go home. Now, I moved out of Coventry because I was 
tired of Coventry. I felt like Coventry had all kinds of like everything that I saw were just bad, like arguments with my my parents, arguments at school. Like Coventry, it was just the worst place ever for me. It had like bad, like everywhere I looked, it was just bad things happening all the time. So I moved out of Coventry to get away from Coventry. And now this whole thing happened. I had to come back into it. And I was scared because I thought, you know what, Coventry hasn't done anything amazing for me. I thought that if I moved away, everything will be fine. I would have my confidence back. You know, I would be in an amazing place. And when I moved there as well, like my speech improved, like everything about me improved. Like I moved to this place because I felt like in this area, I would have opportunities in terms of law. I'll be able to advance my career. There's all kinds of people in this area who were able to help me, you know? And I thought that this was the place I was meant to be, a place where it was inspirational, a place where I could find who I was, you know? And then I had to come back to a place where I hated so much, a place that made me depressed, a place that made me feel like I wasn't like enough. Coming back home now, to Coventry, I went through a deep state of depression. I can't even lie to you. I came back and I just thought, you know what? I, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to die. This is not for me. I'm done. I've tried my best. I went away for a while. I, I was trying to come out of everything that I was in. And now look, I'm back in a place where I'm unhappy. There isn't any growth. You know, I have to depend on people. I have to answer to people. Like for years, going away for um, uni on my course, I was independent. I wasn't, I wasn't someone who had to, you know, ask for help. But now that I'm in, in Coventry, I have to ask for help. And it hurt me because I felt like I was going backwards in life. So when I came back home, obviously I lived with my um, sister. So I thought, you know what, since I'm in her house, I'll just, you know, attend church. So I went to church for a while but I just still I wasn't happy man like every day I'd wake up and I think oh this church is not for me this is not where I'm supposed to be I'm tired I'm done everything and around this time as well I would have really bad sleep paralysis like everything was just against me and I remember one time I went into church and my pastor told me sometimes in life we have to go backwards in order to move forward in our lives right after hearing that I thought you know what let me just try and find God. Because although I was attending church, I wasn't aware of who he was. And I feel like a lot of us attend church and we don't know who God really is. At this point, I was praying. I was like, God, I need you to help me. Like I, I went to uni. Law is my passion. I want to be an international human rights lawyer. But God, there must be more to my life. There has to be a purpose. There has to be something more in my life that I'm supposed to do than just law, you know? I feel like a lot of people are able to do law, but how am I able to stand out from everyone else? And it wasn't even about that. It was about me having true purpose. So anyway, I prayed this prayer and I don't know. I just felt like things changed. Like I wasn't trying to be suicidal anymore of course I had this thing about my speech but I kind of felt like there was more for my life so then March 2020 came and that's when he answered me so I was praying for a long time and what happened was it was COVID I was just at home and I just heard this voice and it told me to start a podcast I had this um, friend who I hadn't spoken to in years and she kind of like reached out to me. Now, it was weird because I wasn't ever available. 
for her to, to reach out to me. But out of nowhere, like, I was now on Instagram, I was now on Facebook, I was now available. So she um, found me and she told me her um, testimony. And ever since she told me her testimony, I don't know what happened, but it changed everything for me. Like, how I was thinking previously, I wasn't having those thoughts anymore. And I kind of feel like just hearing her testimony really, like, unlocked a chain in me. I felt as though I was free. So when God approached me and he told me to create a testimony podcast, it made um, sense to me, you know? Now I've been doing this podcast since March 2020. And it's been hard, I can't lie. There are challenges, but I feel like him allowed me to have this platform and him allowed me to have an opportunity to change people's lives, not through law, but through his word. It really allowed me to kind of like see that, you know, I do have a purpose. You know, I'm here for a reason. So my testimony really is that regardless of everything that you go through in life, the moment you call on God, like honestly, I, I don't even think it was me even being open to him. I think he aligned people to speak to me. He aligned people to change my way of thinking. And that then allowed me to hear from him. So my testimony, as I'm trying to say, is that regardless of everything that happens in your life, God is always there. It's up to you to, you know, be open to hearing from him. I feel like by me praying, you know, God help me to have a purpose, help me to be able to impact people in all kinds of ways. I feel like that opened a door because of course, like he wants to use people. Everyone has a calling, but it's up to you to be open to hearing that calling, you know, and being open to sacrifice everything to make sure that, you know, everything that he's called you to do will be a success. Yeah, 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 for sure. I appreciate you sharing your testimony. All right, so you talked about, like, growing up in a Christian home. Well, we'll use in visual quotation marks. Lukewarm. (laughs) (laughs) But then you actually, like, giving your life to Christ. Like, what would you say is, like, the biggest difference between you thinking you were a Christian and then you actually being one? And then, like, what would you say to someone who thinks they're Christian but doesn't know? Like, how how do we know? Okay. How I knew that I wasn't Christian is that everything that was written in the Bible, I was going against it. For example, I'm that kind of person, well, back then, I would hold on to things easily. Like, I wouldn't be a person who would forgive. I'd be partying still. I'd be going out. I'd be doing all kinds of things that I knew weren't of God. If you are doubting in your mind yet, like, am I really going to heaven? Like, I would really ask myself, like, am I really going to heaven and the answer was no. If you're ever um, doubting in your mind where you'll eventually end up, then you know you are doing something wrong. You know, we aren't obviously perfect people, but I feel like how I was aware that I was Christian was that I was putting more effort in. I feel like a lot of people are just in church and, and they're just in the seat and they feel like, you know what, I'm here, so it's okay, I'm a Christian. No, I feel like a lot of people carry the title of, yeah, I'm a Christian, but are you really a Christian? Are you really putting in the work? The point I'm trying to make is if you know that the Bible tells you to not fornicate, if you know that the Bible tells you to love each other and to do all these things, I know that we aren't perfect and we aren't able to keep every single commandment, but at least try. And I feel like I was trying a lot more. And that's how I knew that I was on fire for God. Like I I woke up early, I sacrificed, I fasted, I prayed. You know, I was trying to change who I was previously. And I feel like a lot of people in Christ don't want to change. You can't come to Christ and say, you know what? You know, he loves me as I am. Okay, he does. But at the same time, don't take advantage. 
So for me, it was about being intentional about everything that I was doing. You know, he gave me this podcast. Okay, cool. I'm speaking into um, a person's ear right now. Like this thing that I have to carry, I can't be carrying his word and still be doing everything else because then it would make me impure. And everything that I'm speaking on the podcast, I'm a hypocrite. I can't be saying, oh yeah, don't do this and don't do that. But when like I finish recording, I'm back in the club. I'm back doing all kinds of things. I'm back cussing people out. You know, I can't be doing that no more. So that's how I knew. Okay, so you talked about losing your confidence. So like, as you're still overcoming your speech impairment, do you still struggle with your confidence? And then since being in Christ, like how does your relationship with Christ help you overcome lack of confidence or like insecurities in other areas? I I can't lie. I can't lie. I'm not perfect. Every day I wake up and I have a battle with fear. I have a battle with my own confidence. I have a battle every single day. The enemy, he knows that. He knows how to speak to me. He knows, he knows what to tell me to make me feel like I'm not capable. You know, every day I wake up and I think, you know what, I have a speech impairment. How will I even do this? It's an everyday thing, right? But the um, Bible tells us, you know, carry your cross. And that's what I do every day. I carry my cross every day. And I, and I always think, you know what, even though I have this speech impairment, he trusts me enough to give me this entire platform to help me to overcome that fear. I feel like, how are we supposed to overcome any challenge if we aren't willing to do anything about it? Having his word helps me to have faith. And I feel like, as you really told me already, faith, if you don't have works, it's not even faith, it's dead, you know? By him handing me this platform and helping me to speak into um, people's lives, even with a speech impairment, I kind of felt like, he trusts me. And I thought, you know what? Since he trusts me, I have to trust him too. Ever since then, I've just been praying and just putting all my um, confidence in God. Because the Bible says, if you put your confidence in him, he'll put his confidence in you. So I'm trying to put all my confidence in him because I know that I can't do it on my own. Like this whole thing that I'm doing currently, I can't do it on my own. And I won't because I know that I can't do it. You know, I know that if I was just here on my own, relying on my own strength, I would get nowhere. But it's because every time I do anything, I pray first. Prayer has unlocked a lot of things in my life. And I feel like if anyone's out there who's trying to like overcome any challenge, pray about it and then start it. Because we ain't got time to allow the enemy to come in and tell us that we can't do it. Who are you? You don't know me. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I get, yeah, I get yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch this fire, y'all. She's not yeah. lying. Like when she says she prays before everything, like... And if you're her friend and you don't pray before everything, she's going to tell you about it. So <laughs> it works. I promise you. It's important. <laughs> yes, it's so important. Yes, yes, yes. Last question. All yeah. right. Final words of encouragement or advice to the listeners. What would you tell them? Oh my God. That's so scary. Okay. What's my final? You listened to the podcast. You knew that question was coming. I know, right? That's like the main <laughs> question in the podcast. Okay. So for years, I allowed my speech impairment to hold me back. For years, I allowed fear and doubt to hold me back. But now I'm in a new season, you know. The advice that I would give is don't ever allow any obstacle that you think is obstacle or a thorn in your flesh to hold you back. You know, God has a great purpose for your life. He has a higher calling for you. And if me, small me, you know, me, if I'm able to overcome, well, I haven't even overcome yet, but if I'm able to continue to work on my flaws, continue to work on my insecurities, continue to put all my trust in God, then I'm sure you were able to um, do that also. You know, I started a platform, a podcast. And when I started it, I had fear in my mind. I was like, who would even play this podcast? Who would even listen? I don't have any um, anyone around me who who's able to encourage me. I don't have any friends. I don't even know how to do a podcast. I don't know 
know, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea. Yeah. But I continued to grind. I was up all night. I was creating things on Canva. I was doing the most because when God hands you a calling, be privileged and honored that he trusts you enough to even give you this space and this platform for growth. He loves you enough for you to be more than what you are right now. For years, I was that kind of person who would plan my whole life. I would say, you know what, by 18, I'll have this. By 20, I'll have this. By 25, I'll be married or whatever. You know, I'll plan my whole life until I, I, I planned my whole life until I was like 80. That's just me, right? But then coming into Christ, I realized that, you know what? His plans for me are far greater. I am so much happier. Why? Because what I thought I wasn't able to do, he helped me to see that I can do anything with him. I can do anything. And there's more coming in my life. Like since March until the end of 2020, I was so shocked that I was told that the His One podcast was ranked 14 here in England. I was thinking, whoa, you are lying. That is not true. Because I did not intend for his word to go anywhere. It was just for people to kind of like be encouraged and to find Christ through um, testimonies. But now I realize that if you're obedient to his calling, if you carry your cross every day, if you seek him every day, if you pray and you cry out to him every day, if, if you sacrifice for him, you will be shocked by what he's able to do for you in your life. And you know what? It's not even about what he's able to do for you it's about you having love for God because he's God understand like he's my father oh I love you Jesus the way he's changed my life I can't even fault him I can't fault him and anyone who comes to me and says oh yeah like oh my god I I had this friend and she would make me question God yeah when God has handed you a call in there's some people and some things that you can't be around Because these people were there in your old life. You are now a new being. You are now a new creation in Christ. Which means that the things that you were once around, the energy that you were once taken in was not from God. But now that you are in Christ and you are a new creation, he will put the right people in your life to help you, to elevate you, you know, to help you to to reach the higher calling. Because I'm sorry, if I continue to speak to whoever I was speaking to, Back then, I would not be where I am right now. Be careful who you're around, you know. You need to be around people who will pray with you, who will encourage you, who will, like, even when you feel like, you know what, right now, I'm still a type of way. I want to sin. You will have a friend around you who will tell you, no, you know what, that's not cool. You know, here's a verse that you're able to read. You know, that's who I need. I don't need a person telling me, oh, you know what, oh, it's okay, because you can just, you know... <laughs> pray to him tomorrow and tell him that you know what god i'm sorry for everything i don't need that i want growth and i feel like in this life you need to want to um be higher than where you are right now like who wants to be in the same place forever no one's got time for that i want to be able to pray today and things move immediately that is where i want to be in my faith Don't just be a person who just sits in a seat and attends church twice a week and say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. No, be a person who is always in your word. That's how he's able to speak to you. That's how he's able to change your whole life. And that is where I want to be, in his word, daily and engaged with Christ. Let's go. So yeah, thank you for having me on your um, podcast, Martina. It's been a pleasure. I'm so grateful. And I hope that this um, episode really does touch and impact people around the world if you want to find me on instagram it's at his w.ord his word i also sell a bible plus devotional kit and basically this kit it was there to basically encourage people to build the right habits with christ every day 
So of course, like when I started my journey with God, no one told me how to pray. No one told me how to read the Bible. No one really told me how to really, you know, call upon the Holy Spirit or whatever. So I created this box. It has a Bible in there, a notebook, a pen, a highlighter, information on how to pray, information on how to read the Bible. Because I feel like if we're trying to be serious about our journey with God, it all starts with his word. It all starts with, you know, having the um, right appliances to help you to obviously get there. So if you guys are interested, we do have a website. It's www.hisword.uk. Yeah, y'all, get your box. If you're one of those Christians who are lukewarm or you don't know if you're a Christian and you're trying to get going for real, for real this time, this is the box for you. I'm telling you, like, the devotional is no joke. Seven days, easy, quick, do it, do it again, do it again, do it again. But yeah, I'll drop your links in the episode description. And uh, thank you so much for being on here. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Testimony Service Podcast. If you'd like to share your testimony on an upcoming episode, visit www.martinanicole.com slash podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. It'll help get these testimonies to more ears. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. We'll be back next Wednesday. So here's a sneak peek for you. Um, Because of a lack of self-esteem, a lack of feeling like if I say no, somehow I will lose people or people won't like me or whatever it is. We say yes and we become the yes man and then you are so burdened that now what is being impacted is your prayer life, your work study, your spending time with your family. Like You start to cut somewhere to meet the needs of the people, right? What else are we allowing to interfere in our prayer space?